We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Happy Monday. We've got a new week here, Keith. December is almost here. We're going to hit it this week. That is exciting because that means we're getting that much closer to Christmas. We've got a lot of NBA basketball to talk about today, too. But first, Keith, I hope you had a good uh, a good Thanksgiving. I know we had our live show, but this is our first recorded official show here. Um, you have a good Thanksgiving with the family? It was good, man. The holiday itself was good. And then the days after were pretty good, too. It was yeah. uh, you know, a lot of basketball on uh, throughout the course of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, had a big in-season tournament day on Friday. And it, it was just all, all around a pr- pretty good weekend. And now it's we're back to school and all that stuff. We're, we're right back into to the mix with, with everything. And it's, it's funny how short of amount of time it takes to be out of the routine to like be like oh man i gotta get back in the flow here and, yep. and that's exactly where we're at uh the big question though before we get into any basketball stuff uh-huh. did you finish the pumpkin pie i didn't i got uh, i got like i want to say like two-thirds of the way through <laughs> it which i which is a i think an impressive accomplishment in its yeah, own right sure. but it got to the point where i had to start questioning whether or not it was still good yeah like then, is this still yeah. safe to eat and so when i got to that point i was like yeah i'm just going to toss it <laughs> yeah it starts to get a little bit more of a jello texture almost yes. and yeah. so a little, little shady yeah that's that's for the best so otherwise you probably wouldn't be here recording today right be, exactly uh, dealing with some stomach issues so yeah yeah unfortunately um We'll we'll, we'll 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 tie that into a nice segue of injury and illness because mm. holy crap do we have a lot of that to cover today it feel, feels like thanksgiving happened and uh everybody then went down with injuries across the nba tis the season it must be all Apparently. the tryptophan keith i guess yeah, that's, that's, that, that must that must be it that must be it see it doesn't actually make you tired it just makes you injured <laughs> injury prone that's, yeah that's it the that's, muscles that's get some latency in there and some struggles all right, well, I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit because we All do right, have do a lot of injuries to get through. So we do have a couple of non-injury stories. In fact, one of them is a trade one, but yeah. I'm going to save those till midway through so we can kind of break up all yeah. the injuries a little bit. So let's start Let's start here for today. Drew Smith, the ACL injury, kind of weird. Like there were people who say, I, I was getting people messaging me saying, is there a hole in the Cavs floor? Was it covered by paper? What What is going on in Cleveland? It was indeed strange looking seeing when he landed near the or when he stepped near the near the uh, sideline there in Cleveland. 
Yeah, so what happened for anybody who didn't see this, and if anybody's like, who is Drew Smith? He He's a two-way player for the Miami Heat. Uh, this injury, too, it's described as a third-degree ACL sprain, which both Trevor and I were like, I don't really know what that means, but the Heat also said he's out for the entire season. So I'm guessing it's like maybe akin to a torn ACL, but maybe not as bad. I don't know. I'm going to make it a to-do for me later today to go look up, like, what is that? But what happened when the Heat played at the Cavs, the Cavs court is uh, raised off the floor. Um, Now, all courts are raised slightly, but most are like, a half step or a step up the right. Cavs court is is several inches above the floor I, I don't know how many but i know it's raised and basically drew smith i don't know if he was either contesting a shot or going for a loose ball but he landed on the very back side like basically went through the bench area landed on the back side of it and yes he did step on a piece of paper but the piece of paper was not covering a hole it was just he, the piece of paper was on the edge of the court and mm. he so it looked like he went through the paper and like on to like, like right straight down. Yeah. Um, it was, it was pretty ugly looking. Uh, LeBron commented on it because the Lakers were in there like the next game, I think it yeah. was or something like that. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's those, but we've never, like, I played a lot of games here. I've never seen anything like that, but uh, a lot of guys commented that there, there a lot of players came on. We're like, yeah, that should probably be looked at. Like this is not great. And you know, X, Y, and Z. So what sucks is this is a two-way guy who's like fighting to stay in the league spot, and yep. earn his playing time and all that. And that that's the part that's crappy is that you know now he, he's down. But we just wanted to touch on it because it is such a kind of unique, odd situation with the way that way this happened. So Keith, the internet is telling me that grade three is a complete rupture of a muscle or a tendon. All right. So why not just call it a tear? Yeah, I mean, any sprain is <laughs> anyway, technically a tear. It, it, right, there's tearing yeah, that takes it, place. It's just yeah. varying degrees. Okay. Exactly. Anyway, so, look at well, us. We're 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 educated. getting closer and closer to becoming doctors right yep. here live in yeah. front of everybody. Well, recorded in front of everybody here. We'll we'll do this. We'll let you become the doctor and I'll continue down the CBA path. I'll become the lawyer and our parents will finally be proud of us. There we go. There we go. That's that's what we'll, that's what we'll do. And uh, and then we'll we'll just change the name of the show. We'll we'll tweak it a little bit. We'll find some some fun <laughs> pun, and uh, it'll be a good time. There All right, is. let's get to let's get to my Lakers, the ever ever injured Lakers. <laughs> Rui Hachimura, uh, fractured nose, and he is out for their current road trip, which means he should get reevaluated. I believe this coming Friday when they return uh, from a four game road trip, but he's going to miss at least the next three games now. Um, due to this uh, fraction knows he suffered against the Mavs, uh, did not play in the Lakers last game. And uh, he's a guy who who's already missed time with a concussion. So head injuries and Rui Hachimura not going together very well this season. Yeah, definitely not great. To, like you said, that second kind of head injury there. So sounds like this one, no concussion involved, which is that that is a good sign because start to have the multiple concussions that gets you know, wor- worrisome yeah. where that is. Um it's it's and it's tough because as we've talked about before, the Lakers' depth is hurting a little bit, and they're kind of hurting at the forward spot, uh, especially. I mean, I know Christian Wood plays the four-ish some and those kind of things, but we're we're more talking the perimeter-based forward, so it's mm-hmm. kind of LeBron and 
Torian Prince, and that's really yeah. it for guys you trust at the moment. Um, at the, the those uh, forwards positions, so that's been been a little rough. I guess the the only other takeaway I have is too bad he doesn't play for the Bucks because there's like a Rui the broken nose reindeer that we could have worked in there somewhere. But <laughs> it's uh, I guess not not a thing. <laughs> How did you go to that? I, I don't know. I that's I not, saw it. You said that's called Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it, it that that's not good. Well, we're leaving it in because we, we don't we don't cut out the. We're not going to go back and cut that out. Um, yeah, I, look, Rui is is one of of several Lakers that are out right now. You've got Jared Vanderbilt who's still dealing with left heel bursitis. He should be back any day now. We think uh, Cam Reddish strained groin as well. So the Lakers, I thought they added a lot of wing depth over the summer and uh, and at last year's trade deadline, but uh, they've they've really needed it because so many of the wings have actually been hurt. So. Um, all right, let's go. Let's jump from my team to your team. Kristaps Porzingis has a calf strain. This was, you know, the big concern about Porzingis coming into the season was can he stay healthy? Fortunately, this is not a long-term injury, but um, always a guy to keep an eye on when it comes to injury news, especially just being a big, the way that he's going to move out on the floor. You know, he's he's going to be prone to picking up injuries, and uh, and this is one that's going to keep him out for what is it a week? I think on this one. Yeah, so what the Celtics basically said is they left it a little vague. Like uh, this was ahead of their game on Sunday. Joe Missoula said he'll be reevaluated in a week or so. Oh All right, I think he actually will take another look at it in a week or so. So we'll see what it looks like. I would assume he's definitely out. They have their final in season tournament game tomorrow night against the Chicago Bulls. And we will cover a bunch of the stuff with the in season tournament, but we're going to cover that Tuesday and Wednesday. So the mm-hmm. day of the final night of, of group play, and then Wednesday, we'll cover all the fallout and matchups and all that stuff. But uh, with Porzingis, this was a little worrisome. This happened in the Orlando game on Friday afternoon. They played at 2.30. He had kind of turned to run up the floor. And, you know, the camera is following the ball. And he was behind the ball. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it was, oh, Kristaps Porzingis is limping. And he did like that kind of look behind him as he started to limp. And you almost felt like, oh, no, it feels like right. did it go when people look like did somebody kick me or something that's yeah. exactly it every player that i've ever heard taryn achilles says it feels like somebody kicked me in the back of the leg um with that and thankfully it was not that they put him he had an mri done he actually tweeted on uh or not tweeted he put it on instagram uh like got good news i'll be back soon um so that mm. kind of put everybody at ease and then the team uh through Missoula and then themselves released. Yeah, he's got a calf strain and should should be back in roughly a week or so. And this is important. The Celtics, their top six is really, really good. I would say their seven, eight is fine. But after that, it gets pretty shaky because when you when you make the trades they did, which included multiple, you know, trades where they sent more guys out than they got back. Yeah. You you sacrifice your depth. And that was a big part of the team was they had really good depth. Uh, for the last several years this year, the depth is a lot more shaky. So when any one guy is out, it's a little rougher. And they don't have Drew Holiday right now. He's also out with a sprained ankle. He should be back. I'm thinking he might play tomorrow. Um, it sounds like he's really close. So we'll we'll see. But yeah, down down two starters when your depth's a little shaky. That that's pretty rough. Yeah, definitely, definitely not ideal. Um, all right, let's let's get into one of the I guess non injury stories here uh the heat 
are rumored to not be interested in a Zach Levine trade. You know, there were there were there's a list of teams that came out that included uh, the Lakers, the 76ers, the Heat, that Zach Levine could be interested in playing for should he hop onto the trade market and the Bulls decide to move on from him. Remember, we're keeping an eye on, you know, people have asked me, Keith, by the way, aren't there other players that are going to be on the market besides just Bulls guys? Yes, but it's so early in the season. Sure. We don't we don't know. Those teams don't know who's going to be yeah. sellers at the trade deadline just yet. Just the Bulls are an early team that's been identified as a potential seller. Um, so Zach Levine, apparently his, he doesn't have an official list, but what's been made known is that he's got a few teams that he would like to be traded to. Well, Miami says, well, you may be interested in coming here, but we're not that interested in you. Um, they are our team that does not want Zach Levine. So does this, Miami is that team that everybody's looking at because they didn't get Dame. So, okay, are they going to take some of their pieces and then go chase after the next guy? Apparently, Zach Levine doesn't fit the mold of what they see as the the next guy, the, the player they want to go after. Yeah, and this came from Barry Jackson, who covers the Heat and has for a long time for the Miami Herald. And one of the things he said, their lack of interest is because they see Levine as a more expensive duplication of what they get from Tyler Hero. Yep. Levine's probably a better version of Hero. I don't know that he is a uh, one-third again as much uh, paid better version of Hero. Um, With that, he also... Yes, Hero's had several injuries. He's dealing with another one right now. But Levine has also had some some knee problems, which that always gets a little scary, especially for players that are into their 30s. So I kind of get it from Miami's standpoint of, hey, unless we're moving Hero in the deal, uh, why this is the this is not the guy that it makes sense for us to kind of cash in the last of our tradable assets to go get. So I kind of get it from from that standpoint. Now, what I do wonder is. Let's say Hero, this injury drags out or that injury becomes worse or another one pops mm-hmm. up closer to the trade deadline Then and Levine's still on the Bulls. Then is Miami like, you know, we don't really want to punt on, you know, another good year of Jimmy Butler and, you know, another year where we could be contenders. Maybe we should make the move then. So, right. but I, so I'm going to take this as a, for now, they're not interested, but it does make sense to me why the Heat might say, eh, just not the right guy for us. Yeah, it's it, there's you're diminishing returns, right? When you are when you're adding pieces to your team, if you're adding pieces that you already kind of have, you're you're not going to improve your team that much. Like if Miami looks and yeah. they say, what we really need is a high caliber point guard. That's something we don't have. That's going to push us to the next level. And an opportunity comes up to get Damian Lillard or whoever the next you know big point guard out there on the market shows up. You can say, okay, well, this we don't have this right now. This would make us monumentally better. This would be a massive improvement for us. Whereas if it's something that you already kind of have, like you said, maybe Tyler Hero is what like eighty percent, seventy five percent, or whatever. Maybe even a little bit more. Sure. I don't know. But of of Zach Levine, well, we already kind of have that. We get a guy that's maybe slightly better. How much does that really improve our overall team? It's a it's a fair thing to consider here uh, for Miami, and particularly look, you know, we've been talking about this a lot on the Lakers side, but with Zach Levine, if you're going to take him, you're going to trade for him, and you're going to trade for this contract, which has four years left, forty million this year, and then it only goes up from there. You've got to be convinced that he is the guy. He's the guy that's going to put you over the top if you're going to have this contract on your books and that is something where i could i could see miami say you know what we've got this factor plus the contract yeah you know let's let's hold off and let's see what else comes along 
Yeah, completely agree. I you, you said it all there. So the challenge comes to if you're not trading Hero, you got to trade Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could get by with Levine and Hero as your backcourt. You'd presumably still have Josh Richardson. So you'd be fine. But now you're talking about playing a bunch of guys together, none of which are really point guards. You're putting a lot on Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo mm-hmm. to defend if you're playing Levine and Hero together because neither one of them is they, – they're, they're not – absolutely horrible defenders but they're not good defenders so if you're going against a team with a bunch of perimeter weapons you're going to struggle a little bit there so i like i said i get it why miami might say yeah just not the guy for us like we this one doesn't make sense even even if like i semi-jokingly but with some seriousness said they've basically turned into lakers east where it's any star Mm -hmm. who becomes available they're going to be linked to them just because that's kind of how it works now for those two franchises because they're a place a lot of guys want to go and they're teams that tend to get involved with star players. So, but if Miami's exercising some caution right now, it makes a lot of sense. Keith, you know, something that was, um, that came up the other day on one of our live shows was people were talking about free agency or, or, or trades and, and things like that. And how much, if you were an NBA player, how much would weather matter to you? Like now that we're getting into the colder months of the year, how much how much would weather be a factor in, in your decision? Uh, if I was an NBA player, it'd be probably like third, fourth thing on my list. Like but, first would be, am I going to get paid? Right. Because right. that's you uh, and, know, there. and can you win? Right. And can we win? And then, but then? yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's not a bad tiebreaker, you know, and you see a lot yeah. of guys, they really do. It's you know, and I'll say. If not weather, let's just say location. Sure. Because guys still want to play. I get it. The Knicks have missed out on 900 million major free agents mm-hmm. over the, the seemingly last two decades. But guys still want to play in New York. Like, I don't know if you saw Devin Booker made the game winner. Uh-huh. And like he all he could talk about was like how cool it was. Like, I'm part of history to, now. Right. To do it in New York. In Madison Square Garden. Like it's you know that big of a deal. So yeah, but yeah, weather matters. You know, we hear the tax thing a lot. That's I, I've never really heard a player talk about that. That's something that gets brought up more by other people. Um, but yeah, I mean, it does matter. I think if you, the chances, hey, spend my time in somewhere nice and warm and everything else is equal, mm-hmm. yes, let me do that, please. Like yeah. It just kind of makes sense. For me, personally, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in just south of Boston. So I'm pretty used to you know miserable winters. Although I have been in Orlando for 20 years with a little bit of time in Southern California. So they, they, they might be more of a factor than I think it might be. Keith, see, I, I, you know, grew up in Southern California. I've never <laughs> lived in a place where like it snows for months or anything like that, where you, there's just snow on the ground for months. Um, never done that. And uh, I was at my sister's last year for Christmas and she's in Kansas city. And they got a, a big snowstorm that, that came through. And it was at one point, it was like minus 10 or whatever. <laughs> and I just instantly, and I'd, I'd never experienced that before. And I just knew instantly, like I'd stepped out in it once. I tried to turn on my car. My car was like complaining. And I just went, nope, <laughs> this, is, this, is not, this is not for me. This yeah. is not for me. Um, and, now, and like you said, now imagine that when you're especially in like the Northeast, that's oh, yeah. like Christmas Ooh. through like mid-March. Like, and it's just gray and you're like, I think the sun's up there somewhere. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's just, and there's just slush and it's all that gray slushy grossness. Yeah. I, it's that, that part I don't miss. I miss every year that first snow, like I do miss snow, 
then yeah. I'm like, eh, I'll go visit the snow when I want go to visit. see snow. Like, I don't need to live in it all the time. So I guess I'm talking myself into whether it would be a factor. It, it would be a factor. Okay. <laughs> all right. Just curious, kids. You you're, you're you grew up in a much snowier, colder place than I did. <laughs> yeah. So I was curious if, you know, if, if weather would be a big, because it would be for me. And, uh, but good to hear that I'm not too crazy. But it's not, it's not my you know, weak Southern California disposition from being blessed <laughs> with sunshine that, uh, that we'll be thinking about the weather. Uh, all right, let's jump over to the Charlotte Hornets. Lamella ball, right ankle strain for him. Uh, th that's, that's big trouble for a Charlotte team that already is, is not good. I, man, I, I don't know, Keith, about Charlotte. Yeah. This is, this is getting rough. The only positive here is they got Terry Rogier back, uh, yesterday. Yeah. So they're kind of in that this happens sometimes with teams that are like snake bit with injuries. It feels like you get a guy back, you lose another guy and yep. you just can't keep guys on the floor. So at least they've, they're covered a little bit uh, with the ball handler with Rozier back in the lineup. The worry with LaMelo ball is this is his right ankle. This is the one he broke last year mm -hmm. and it cost him the end of last season. And if we remember too, he was a little delayed at the start of training camp too because it now that was probably mostly out of an abundance of caution but there was a little bit of that with him as well so so we've got a little bit of worry there he also had multiple left ankle sprains last year so you got to start does do we have a, a steph curry thing going on here issue. and you know well, well what does that mean but you know it's hopefully this doesn't turn out to be bad that the thing i'm worried about is he went down. It was basically he drove. He made a shot. He collided with Paulo Bancaro. Nothing dirty on the play. He just landed very awkwardly, and then he couldn't put any weight on it coming off the floor. They had to help him off the floor. So that's the part that's super concerning. But hopefully, it's they're calling it a strain, which was also raised eyebrows. People like right ankle strain. Yeah. Um, you know, so maybe it is something more than just the typical sprained ankle. But but we'll see. So I'm hopeful. This is a short-term thing because, yeah, you're right. They need them. That team is they're 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 a little rough, and they, they've also got to be looking at it like, man, like we haven't had this full roster yet. Like we we would like to have everybody together and really get a sense of what we have uh, before we start making any decisions about down the line and who fits and who doesn't fit. Yeah, they are uh, five and ten on the season. They're sitting right now in 12th in the Eastern Conference, and they have one of the worst point differentials in the league right now. Um, again, this is yeah. a season for Charlotte that's about figuring out what pieces fit and what don't. Yep. And you need you need Lamella Ball out there in order to figure that out because he's obviously yeah. a big, big part of their future. Yeah, he's like your number one connective piece, mm -hmm. right? Because it's really, if guys don't fit with him, it doesn't matter how much they fit with anybody else on the roster because he's your guy. That's your franchise guy you're building around. All right, uh, let's get to this one. Josh Giddy. we talked a little bit about the situation on Friday's show. Nothing really new to add to what we said before. There's not, there's nothing that, that would be responsible to jump to conclusions on. Um, the NBA is investigating the situation. I know people are well aware of what's going on there and everybody wants to know stuff and everything, but there's nothing concrete from what I've seen out there and the NBA is investigating. They'll figure it out from there, but... For the time being, he is uh, available to play. Yeah, yeah, and that's basically where Mark Dignall, the Oklahoma City Thunder head coach, left it is we haven't been told he can't play. 
So he's available and he's going to play and he played in their, their game over the weekend. And mm-hmm. that's kind of it. So we'll, we'll see. I think they are playing tonight. Maybe let's, let me check that to, to see. Uh, they are not, they play tomorrow next night. tomorrow night. So we'll see, um, you know, what that looks like, you know, if he's really going to be in there or not. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out my guess is the NBA is doing what they can to investigate this. What's probably making this a little hard because I've seen some people like, isn't it as easy as did you do this or not? Um, but Josh Giddy's probably like, Hey, this was a, an anonymous Twitter account with like no following just randomly threw this out there. Like, you know, what, where's this all coming from and all that. So that's the stuff the league has to go through and all this. Cause the last thing they want to do is, you know, act rashly on a player who, you know, maybe didn't do anything wrong. And I get it now because we were questioned about this on the live show and it was fair questioning was the Kevin Porter jr. Um, situation. Seems like it's taken a little bit of a different turn where maybe what he was accused of doing didn't happen and all that. But that's the story has changed there. So it's a little harder to, you know, track and follow exactly what's going on with that. And I would hope if it turns out Kevin Porter didn't do the things that looked like he initially did, that some team would say, all right, Hey, let's come, let's get you back in the league then. And let's, you know, keep moving. If that's what it turns out to be. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that you'll have to wait and see and and find out, you know, what happened for sure. Once all these investigations have to be done and and all of that, I know like we get into the whole like internet sleuth mode and everything and like think we can figure everything out. Uh, Sometimes it takes like a real investigation to, to, especially when we're talking about stuff like this to fully ascertain exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's get to, uh, let's go to this Jalen Johnson wrist injury he's out four to six weeks man Keith, this is just the injury show i know we said it at the, right. the top but still it feels like it's just one injury after another if i told you i'm gonna give you some numbers on jalen johnson so jalen johnson took uh basically hawks came in with sadiq bay in the starting five uh mm-hmm. to open the year jalen johnson took that spot very quickly these are his numbers didn't i guarantee you these are gonna shock you unless you've already okay. seen them 14.1 points per game, 7.3 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 1.1 steals, one block per game. All right, it's only 15 games. 59% shooting from the floor, 42.5% from three, and 76% from the free throw line. He's getting there about two and a half times a game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'll that's, say the shooting numbers aren't sustainable, but still that's impressive for a 15 yeah. game stretch. Yeah, for a guy who had been kind of uh he was really a rotation afterthought as a rookie. And then last yep. year kind of got in there a little bit and then Bay joined the 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 team and they still had John Collins and it was just messy for him to find regular minutes. He had really claimed that starting four spot was really, really playing well. He's he in my opinion has zoomed past DeAndre Hunter and definitely past Sadiq Bay in terms of who's the Hawks forward like yeah. that. I want long-term of that group. So yeah, it's just a bummer that he's out. And what happened was he stole the ball from Kyle Kuzma and Kyle Kuzma gave a very hard foul. Um, and he, this is his, fortunately it's his non-shooting hand, um, but this is, you know, four to six weeks. It's a, I, I want to say the I think Shams reported initially as nothing broken, but then I think the Hawks reported as like a non-displaced fracture or something mm. like that. But he's out, you know, for for a while. We won't see him until into the new year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, again, like you said, a guy who was quickly earning his spot in that rotation, a guy that became indispensable, and now um, he's out. Uh, but let's go from one player who probably did break something. You know, initially <laughs> didn't sound like he did, but to a guy who didn't, Luca. Did not break his hand. Thank goodness. Because man, Keith, if that happened, <laughs> we would just just throw the hands. You know, you've seen the 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 gifts of the guy that the guy that just throws all his papers in the air or yep. whatever. Like that's <laughs> that's what we'd be doing. Um I like the panda one where like there's for whatever reason there's a panda in an office and then it like destroys the computer and like yeah. everything up. I, I have no idea what that's from. Someone in the comments I'm sure can tell us, but uh that one always makes me laugh when it pops up. Uh yeah, Luca again on another steal. Uh, he swiped the ball away from James Harden, of all people, in a game where the Clippers just really handled the Mavs with relative ease. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he continued to play, but then after the game, he had a very heavy wrap on his left hand. So we'll see. He says nothing was broken. Uh, so we'll see You know what comes of that. Again, they're not playing tonight. Uh, they play again uh, tomorrow, I believe. Yep, they have their final in-season tournament game tomorrow as well against the Houston Rockets. So, so we'll see. And the Rockets still have a chance to advance yeah. in this game, which is is kind of fun. And I think Dallas, yeah, Dallas has been eliminated. Uh, so, so we'll see what that looks like. All right. Uh, last thing we've got Marcus Smart, who is still out with that with that ankle injury. He uh, went off on the Grizzlies. You know, Anthony Edwards had some comments after the game about. Um, about how the, the Grizzlies arena was just kind of dead and he had never seen it like that before. Well, I mean, this that's kind of what happens when you deal with what the Grizzlies are dealing with, which is yeah. tons and tons of injuries. They're 3-13 and 13 on the season, which is good for next to last on the Western Conference. They're tied in the win column with the San Antonio Spurs. This is the, the in, incredibly injured team. They've lost four in a row now. And uh, Marcus Smart, you know, a guy coming from the Celtics who had a you know winning season last year, this this can't feel great. You know, you've got 16 games in and you've only won three times. Yeah. And what happened here, this was interesting because this is this is this day and age, right? Everybody's got a phone at the games mm -hmm. and a 
handful of different angles. Uh, Molly Morrison, who did, uh, I don't think she covers the Grizzlies directly anymore. I think now she works in social media for Bleacher Report, but she really did a great job covering the Grizzlies for years. Um, and, and I don't know if they're her seats or she just happened to be sitting, but she was like right close to the bench. She's the one I saw first mm. uh, put something up. but And then there were a couple other people posted clips. This was during a timeout in the fourth quarter. They were getting beat pretty handily by the Timberwolves. And Marcus Smart basically went off on the guys, telling them, this is embarrassing. Like, you're not playing hard. Like, and he he really kind of ripped into everybody with like, hey, people paid a lot of money to come here and watch us play. Like, you, you owe them effort, at least. And I don't, knowing Marcus Smart and having covered him for years, it's not that they were losing the game or even losing by a lot. It's, it was probably that lack of effort. Yeah. That guys are just kind of going through the motions. And what's sad about that is there's a lot of young guys that are kind of fighting for their place in the NBA. Yep. That shouldn't be an issue. They should be going a hundred percent from tip to buzzer every single game. Cause you're trying to make your way in the league. If this was just, Hey, we're a veteran laden team. And it was, you know, uh, third game in four nights, second night of a back to back. And we just don't have it. Every team has those games every year and they just kind of mail it in and call it good. But these guys need to be they, – they, they should be playing harder and battling and trying to get these wins. So I get where he's coming from this. And this is a guy who, other than really one year of his career, he's known nothing but uh, being in relative contention um, You know, for mo- most of his career. They've been in the uh, conference mm-hmm. finals or in, in one NBA finals. So um, it's – it's yeah, it's ugly in Memphis. And like you said there, the only thing keeping them out of last is the Spurs can't win. Like, yeah. Do you know the game? I, I went to that one Binyama game in Phoenix at the beginning yeah. of the month. That's uh-huh. the last game the Spurs won. <laughs> they haven't won since then. They've yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, 12 losses in a row for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, they are either you could say they're they're not a good basketball team or they're a very, very good tanking team. They, yeah, it's next. Level. I think they're just bad. No, like, I agree. They, yeah, it's but yeah, because it's because it's funny. I actually tweeted this this morning. The Wizards are, they've lost nine games in a row. Uh-huh. And that's only the third uh, longest losing streak because the Spurs have lost 12 and the Pistons have lost 13. Wizards, Pistons tonight, baby. Everybody tuned into that barn burner. That'll be a uh, a must watch game, I'm sure. It'll actually probably be really, a, you know, entertaining because, yeah, because you've got two evenly matched teams. Yeah. Somebody has to win, Keith. Somebody, Somebody has, has to. to. Win. That's it. They'll play all the way until somebody does. So yeah. maybe we'll get begrudgingly someone will win. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, those three teams are, you know, you hate to say this before you even hit December, but good job, good effort. Your seasons are over. At least with Memphis, you have the idea of maybe John Morant can come back and spark something kind of major sure. run for this team. And, and that's not to say the Pistons and the, the Spurs, because they've got a ton of young guys, they can still get a lot out of this season, just development wise, and really figuring out what do we have. The Wizards, I, I don't know, man. They play a lot of veteran guys, guys who are in, you know, year four, five, six, seven, eight in the league. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, where that thing's going, but I'm willing to see it through because this was year one of, hey, we're, we're finally doing it, right? We're not hanging around the middle. We're tearing yeah. it apart and going. So I'm not going to criticize them too much for doing the thing we said they should have probably done a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we can't if, we, and look, I don't want to, you know, kick them while they're down or anything, but 
this is why you needed to part with Bradley Beal a while ago, and, and ideally before you gave him a no-trade clause so that you're not in this situation where, hey, we're going into a rebuild, and where are the assets? Uh, yeah, you should have got a bunch of assets from Bradley Beal, and you didn't because um, they had no trade. All right. Well, on that positive note, <laughs> sunny note there, um, lots of injuries that we had to deal with today. Uh, lots of just different things that we had to get into. So uh, not every show. I'll send like a note and ask them to turn the injuries off. That's right. We need to turn off injuries. And then uh, hopefully tomorrow, Keith, we get a we get to do like a fun update on the in-season tournament yeah. and, and things like that. And we don't we don't have to talk so much about injuries. I'm hoping fingers crossed for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we counted it up roughly. What was it? 18 teams are still alive mm-hmm. now some of them are a little more alive what, some, what is the right. princess pride they're only mostly dead um <laughs> you know some of these teams so but some some are mostly alive so so we'll see um you know so we'll see what that kind of looks like and uh yeah so we're gonna cover probably not in super deep detail because there's a lot of well this team needs to score 48 points and or win by 48 points right. and those kind of things but we'll basically give a rundown on who can win the groups who can qualify as wild cards and then when we come back wednesday we'll talk about all right here's who qualified through to the knockout rounds and this is what the those quarterfinal matchups look like and the like absolutely that's what we'll, that's what's coming up on tomorrow's show so make sure you do subscribe here to the nba front office show on youtube the podcast feed over on apple podcast spotify wherever it is you listen to podcasts till next time everybody see ya and stay safe